2: So, Jenks, occasionally I'll see, like, a, an infographic mm-hmm. that gets the masses going and people, like, have these crazy reactions to it. And here's one that I kind of had a crazy reaction to. Uh, it was from the okay. 33rd team. It said, who was your team's last 4,000-yard passer? And there is one team that has never had a 4,000-yard passer, never in the history of their franchise. Do you think you can guess who?
1: Hmm. Never had a 4,000 yard passer. Tennessee Titans.
2: Close. It was the Oilers. So it said Warren moon. And I think it might've technically been the Titans. I don't think so. I think it was the Oilers cause they put like the Titans logo, yeah. but it's Warren. Yeah, yeah, moon. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think he played for the Titans. If he did, it was like no, the very first year. No, he didn't. Yeah. He's no. older, right?
1: No. No, he's, Um, uh, yes, he's older. He did not, he played in the War Moon, played in the, I think the CFO for a long time, was a long time Houston Oliver, but never played for the Titans.
2: Right. So this graphic is a bit misleading. But the answer to my question was the Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears apparently have never had a 4,000 yard passer. And if you think about it, I guess their most successful teams have been ones with great defenses, right? Like just, you know, off the surface level knowledge that I have over their past you know, decades of teams because you think of, what is it, the 85 Bears defense that propelled them to a lot of success? Did that shock you? Because I'll say this about, like, 4,000-yard passers. Like, Mm -hmm. does that mean a team is good? Not so much. Like, if you're a great running back or a great defense, you don't necessarily have to have somebody who throws for 4,000 yards.
1: Yeah, I think I might have thought that maybe Jay Cutler had – that season but he's probably the best example. and even then it's like yeah i do know it's a flip of the coin but if you look at the bears in their history even when they dominated in 85 and also it's it's era specific right because in the 80s when the bears of course you remember the 85 bears and buddy ryan's defense and walter payton and jim mcmahon at quarterback so yeah jim mcmahon was a hell of a quarterback did a great job of leading that team but that offense was about Walter Payton and of course that defense was legendary so it's all about the era because now we're in a passing era as opposed to the old school NFL days where there's more value on running backs so I think when I look at it it makes sense but I am a little bit surprised that Jay Cutler didn't have like one season where he threw for 4,000 yards.
2: Yeah, he's too busy smoking cigarettes. I love those memes of smoking Jay Cutler. He's my favorite. All right, so we have a Bears fan on our show, Double D, David Eichert. Oh David, does this surprise you that the Bears have never had a four thousand yard passer or passer? Or is it? Yeah, we know.
0: No, it's constant here in Chicago about how how inept the the quarterbacks have been in Chicago. Uh. If it wasn't for Jay Cutler, you have to go all the way back to Sid Luckman for, like, most passing yards for the Chicago Bears. So, yeah, it's pretty bad out here.
2: I didn't even realize that. Like, I have never thought about the quarterback position for the Chicago Bears. But, like, when's the last great quarterback? Like, is Jay Cutler a great quarterback? I don't think I'd put him in that category.
0: I wouldn't. He was an above-average quarterback with a great arm, but like no, the the year they went to the Super Bowl most recently had nothing to do with the quarterback. It had everything to do with Devin Hester and that defense. So mm-hmm. yeah, does anybody remember right. the uh, so, does anybody remember the quarterback from that last Bears Super Bowl run? God, the when last, was it? Uh, was, I remember was, it Devin. Was, me, was it Rex Grossman? Yes, it was. was it, it was Rex sexy Grossman? Rexy.
1: Sex- <laughs> Oh Sexy Rexy, baby. Woo, okay, so
2: he played here in DC. here's my next question Do you think a team in this era of the passer can finish a season without a 4,000 yard passer and still win a Super Bowl?
1: Sure, I think so.
2: What do you think, I David?
1: Think, here's the thing I, I think you can, but I also think that, man, I feel like I'm trying to split hairs here, but also. You're going to have to have someone who can throw. There's no question. This is a passing league. So you'd have to have a quarterback who is effective enough to throw for, I don't know, it could be 3,700, 3,800 yards, whatever, who is a good passer but has a balanced offense and an incredible defense. You can do it. But we tend to think of things like this in extremes, right? If you're not a 4,000-yard passer, you got to suck. You're probably Cam Newton version point. You know, 2.0, which is not necessarily the case. You can still be a very good quarterback, not one of the top 10 in the league, and still lead a team to the Super Bowl. It's harder to do, but I I think it's possible. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, I think would be a good example of that. I need to look at his stats, but when he went Mm -hmm. to the Super Bowl, did he pass for 4,000 yards that year? I need to look that up.
0: I I would probably not. I would almost guess no. But yeah, to your, I honestly, Chelsea, it would take an elite defense. And when I say elite, we're talking 85 Bears or the Baltimore Ravens, the year that uh, Trent Dilfer was their quarterback to win a Super Bowl. You would probably in this era need something elite defense like that and a solid run game to even remotely get close to winning a Super Bowl in this in this era of the NFL.
2: I think so as well, especially now that you have a 17 game schedule, like this is easier to attain because I was thinking to myself, okay, maybe you have a great quarterback that missed a few games and that's kind of where like the stats are misleading. Do you think this parlays into a conversation with Lamar Jackson? Cause you look at his numbers, he has never hit 4,000 yards in a season. And I think there is a conversation to be had about teams that are run first. And teams that have running quarterbacks. Do you think there's a ceiling here?
1: Mm, running quarterbacks versus passing quarterbacks? Like, as far well, as Lamar what Jackson they can accomplish. types. Ah, that's well, and see, that's and that's the outlier, right? Because if you're someone like mm-hmm. a Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields, I don't want to put Justin Fields in the same category, but all of a sudden you're mitigating your passing yardage or some of that is shaved back by the fact that you can get it done with your legs. So then you're getting into maybe a different category. Like, I don't know, maybe Jalen Hurts falls into this category as well, right? A guy who can throw, but who can also run. So if you're looking at passing yards, well, that could be a misnomer because a guy could be great with his legs.
2: Right. Um, I just think in the era of really strong quarterbacks, and it is a quarterback league, and you see how the calls are tailored to protect quarterbacks, I think it's going to be harder and harder for run-first teams to win a Super Bowl.
1: I think so, too. I think that's fair. What do you think, Double D? I mean, get in here and tell us what you think, buddy. If you're on camera, I want to hear an opinion.
0: I would agree. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, you have to put Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields kind of in the same breath right now. Justin only missed out on Lamar's record by, what, 100 yards or something like that? Like, mm-hmm. those two are the, the yeah. two most mobile quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Uh, d- yeah, to get to what you were saying, yeah, a run-first, once again, a run-first offense is going to be very difficult to get to the Super Bowl unless you have that elite, and like I said, when I'm talking elite, I'm talking Ravens-Bears kind of elite. Generational. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah Yeah, Uh, I'm seeing that Jalen Hurts has never hit this number. He's been close, had 3,701 passing yards just last season. I know he missed a couple of games, but I'm trying to tail this into the conversation of we just got some of the latest power rankings from uh, Pro Football Talk where you look at the top teams. It's Eagles. It is, uh, let's see, it's Kansas City. It's Cincinnati. It's San Francisco. And then followed up by Buffalo. Of all of these teams, I feel like there's only one that doesn't have an elite level quarterback, and that's San Francisco. And I know we've seen great things from Brock Purdy, but do we think that mm-hmm. this is the factor that's in the way for the Niners? Because, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get to see the ending because of the, the end of the season last year. They didn't have any quarterbacks in the postseason, but. Do you think the Niners can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? I know this is a question we had last year. I still feel like it's a good question this year.
1: I think so. And the rumor mill says that the Niners have been listening to offers for Trey Lance. It's going to be fascinating to see what the Niners do, right? Because they drafted Mm -hmm. Trey Lance to be the future of this franchise. Then they stumbled upon Brock Purdy. They've already made the decision that Brock Purdy is going to be that guy. And Brock Purdy, if look, he's played less than a full season in the NFL. I don't know if he can have a run like he had at the end of last year, but if he's just scratching the surface of who he can be as a starting quarterback, then sure. With that defense and the way the Niners are built with the talent that they have up and down the roster, I don't see any reason why they couldn't win a super bowl.
2: Right. And the odds bear that the Niners have the third shortest odds of any team to win the super bowl over a Bet MGM nine to one, along with the bills and Bengals. Uh, the chiefs are your favorites at plus six fifty. Eagles at seven to one. And quickly, we do need to mention there are some games that are going to be overseas. I am interested in handicapping those once we get to them. You know, the other little factors that go into it, whether it's the travel, whether it's, you know, the time change, especially for some of these West Mm -hmm. Coast teams. And here are the international uh, games that we have scheduled for this upcoming season. We have Falcons-Jags in London. We have Jags-Bills in tottenham which i think is close to london it's in england we know that we have ravens titans in tottenham as well dolphins chiefs in germany and colts and patriots in germany as well uh if you had your pick which of these games would you watch
1: none is what i (laughs) i hate i hate hate these overseas games. i do not and and isn't the nfl just dying to move jacksonville to London Mm. they're they want the Jags to become the London Jaguars yes (laughs) the Jags are going to be in London or in Tottenham (gasps) right outside of London in week four and week five I don't want to wake up early on a Sunday no no thanks for this guy
2: god they're just trying to expand as far as they possibly can